Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, a 30 Rock podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 99, season 5, episode 19, entitled I Heart Connecticut, originally airing April 14th, 2011. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Now that Liz knows Tracy is somewhere in New York, she becomes desperate to save TGS and goes on a quest with Kenneth to find where he is. Meanwhile, after Jenna's backup plan fails when her Jenna babies get pulled by QVC, she goes to her backup backup plan, which involves shooting a Saw movie ripoff in Connecticut. But problems arise when the state of Connecticut decides it won't give tax breaks if it doesn't portray the state in a positive light. (laughs) And finally, after Pete discovers a hidden talent for arm wrestling, he hopes he can become the the permanent chooser of where the writing staff will get lunch from every day, and also the opportunity to redeem a to redeem a TGS crew member in the eyes of his son and ex-wife. Yeah. Yeah. So this is an episode I forget two-thirds of it. Like, I forget the Connecticut storyline, and I totally forget the arm wrestling storyline. And I think kind of for good reasons. Uh, The Connecticut one is funny, because it's definitely like I could see a state, like somewhere like, I guess George is the new... Uh, state that a lot of people flock to because they get a lot of tax breaks and things like that to shoot there. Um, but I could see, you know, a state mingling and uh, saying, you know, you can't have us looking bad because no one's going to, it's going to affect tourism and things like that. And then when Jack learns that NBC or Cable Town is also part of the production, that then he starts getting involved. Like it just all reeks of. This feels like something that is coming from a truth. It's not fiction kind of thing. But then the Pete storyline, like, I don't, I just, I just don't care. Like, Pete hasn't given me any reason to care about him at all in this entire show. So, like, he finally gets a storyline and it's just, it's so hum, really. It's, it's really funny because I probably, the history of, oh. as we've been watching the show, like, I've actually, like, you know, spoken of the most about how not caring about Pete and finding him like he's whatever. Like, I mean, I didn't like love his storyline, but I actually didn't mind it. And I thought it was kind of like fun. So it's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of ironic that yeah. I actually didn't mind it, and you, uh, you, you didn't care for it as much. I just thought it's kind of like it's. I mean, because it's all undone in the end. So like, none That's of it. True. I mean, spoiler. Like, none of it's real anyway. So all of his charity and all of his good work that he would have done just did, it was a fiction. Like, it just was. Just something he thought up while they were originally arm wrestling. So Is it though? Like, we can discuss. I have two theories. One, one that one that okay. goes with what you're saying. But I have a. I was thinking about that, and I have an alternate interpretation that we can discuss, and you can see if you think it has any validity or not. But we'll get there at the end. I mean, if if no, wait, we'll get yeah, to we'll, it. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss it. The we'll end. discuss it when we get there. All right. Uh, but no, I mean, the the Tracy-Kenneth-Liz plot is a lot of fun. Um, but it's definitely one that I remember because, you know, obviously coming right off of last week's episode, it's a direct continuation and, and them trying to hunt Tracy down. And then the reveal of where he's been hiding the entire time. It's it's kind of, it doesn't really make sense because you you would think Liz would notice it. But as much as they've heaped on the fact that she pretty much lives at work anyway... 
it's a nice twist to to make it seem like Tracy was actually living in in her upstairs apartment the entire time. Something oh. we kind of I think forgot about because they haven't really touched on it in a really long time that she owns the apartment you know, or the upstairs and the downstairs apartment. Yeah. So um, I don't. I think maybe some eagle-eyed viewers thought that was a possibility but I, I feel like if you did kudos you're well just, you obviously the they recognize her college futon with no sex stains yeah i guess i don't know um but yeah it's a lot of fun and that, and that twist sort of coming out of, of there is a lot of fun um but yeah any other thoughts on i heart connecticut you briefly touched on it, and we can get to it more when it unfolds in the plot. But just talking about the tax breaks and the yeah, I, I'm 100 percent sure that comes from a place of truth because not that Connecticut isn't a nice place that has plenty of its own beaches and tourist destinations, <laughs> but it's not really a state you think of for lots of tourism. So no. it's just kind of funny that they picked that as the um, as the as the state giving tax breaks, right. and, that, and that basically the tourism board of Connecticut was requiring them to portray it in, a, in an appealing light. But yeah. we can get into that more in the the meta-ness once. We, and uh, I guess I guess also like if there had been some pushback, would have been I don't know maybe a little bit more fun. But I guess with the time allotted, they couldn't really they couldn't really afford to do that. But just like literally everything that was being told to do, like no one was saying no to, and it's just like. That's it. Just seems a little silly, but I mean, it's Thirty Rock, so I guess we kind of expect that. Um, but I mean, really, like by the end, Phil Rosenthal is in the movie. There's a text-based voting system in place. Like it's just, it's, I don't know. Just no one was saying no, and that's weird to me. But it's for well, comedy. It's, I mean, it's yeah. For say, comedy I mean, to sense. me, the, yeah, def, it's obviously a commentary on when they're negotiating product placement. How some brands will like demand. Lots and lots of over the top mm-hmm. stuff, and you won't say no because you need that yeah. money. And I mean, obviously, you you, n- you never see it that bad in like real life oh, things, yeah. but I mean, I'm sure it comes from experience of right. times when their brands are asking for either equal silly, time. silly things yeah. that yeah yeah equal but. like more time than another like forty percent more than Apple, but you know we're Verizon, we want forty percent more than you know what's another one. T-Mobile, T-Mobile yeah. slash There's like three now, right? There's T-Mobile. Well, yeah, T-Mobile and are merging or yeah. have merged or anyway. Yeah. And, and then AT&T and Verizon. AT&T and Verizon. Like that's, and, I mean, there's like the smaller yeah. ones, but they still share the same. They run off. Like, they usually run off the, well, yeah, a lot of them run off the Sprint T-Mobile yeah. network, I think. But any, any anywho. Hmm. Any other final thoughts or, or any other initial thoughts? We're not the, the, we're not to the end yet. Before we I'm start. out of initial thoughts. Let's right. hop in. Hop in. All right. So the cold open is basically going to be... Uh, picking up right where we left off with Plan B, uh, Liz and Kenneth are on the hunt to find out where Tracy now is. We need to talk right now. We know Tracy's not in Africa. He's hiding somewhere in New York. What? Don't play stupid, Walter. We have ways of making people talk by giving them fresh apple slices. Listen to me very carefully. This show is my life. I need Tracy back. Where is he? You think we don't want him back? Do you know how much our Cobra payments are? And he's the only one that knows the combination to the candy safe. The worst part is being able to see the candy. All right. But if I find out you're holding out on me, I will no longer allow you to use my office for your history club. That's ironic, because next week's topic is fascism. (laughs) 
so there is some fun character through line there with Liz calling um, uh, dot com Walter mm-hmm. and then giving him like after he says his line about fascism and shit, her giving like a knowing look of yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Kenneth line there, we know how we we have ways of making you talk, and then pulls up a switchblade. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a silly joke, but it's funny every time because it's just like. Kenneth is threatening people with switchlights. No, of course not. He's going to threaten them with kindness. Yeah. Uh, and then the the see-through save candy save. That's sad. That's just mean. Yeah. There's <laughs> also some, uh, well, even meaner than that. I mean, there's some social commentary how Grison.com can't afford, can, can barely afford their Cobra payment. So it's like, so well, is Tracy not paying them while he's in absentia? That's I guess, not great. But I mean, how would a health plan work if you're just a you know a bodyguard or a lackey to a superstar like i don't imagine that's something you how do you provide for that like, I mean, how do you yeah, get I, that coverage you know well, I, I guess maybe they they work as contractors or not employees for tracy yeah. how shady mm. so sad i wish they kind of joined them along on the journey though like it just, it's weird that it's just liz and kind of oh they just show up at the beginning i mean like they're so yeah. they're you know they're like we want it back too and that they don't really come back into the fold so they weren't available for a lot of time this episode. <laughs> the budgets were stretched. There were so many other characters in the crew scenes yep, and the movie that's scenes. That's true. They had to do a lot of, they yep. had to give a lot of money to Rob Riggle. Yeah. Uh, so uh, back from the cult, back from the opening, uh, Liz is in Jack's office uh, trying to come up with a plan to find Tracy. What about Grizzin.com? They don't know anything. Neither does anyone Tracy's close to. His wife, Charles Barkley, Edward James Almost, who is an Edward James Almost lookalike that Tracy is friends with. Kenneth talks to Tracy on Skype, doesn't he? Just call him. It doesn't work that way. Tracy only contacts Kenneth on special occasions, like Bastille Day. I'm going to go ahead and assume that Bastille is a stripper. As well you should. Now, there's a chance he may call tomorrow because it's his lizard's birthday. Has it really been a year since we were all at the Waldorf? Eating that cake made out of lizard meal? Yep. Jeremy's almost 11. For now, our only lead is the pizza box that we saw Tracy eating from. We traced the phone number to a pizzeria in Queens. Listen to me. I sound like Cagney and Lacey, but without the slutty clothes. But you have to find him, Lemon. Your show works with Tracy. And this morning, I figured out how to fix NBC. We will only do shows that work. That's nonsense. Do you know what the business model is in the entertainment industry? Make 10 shows and hope that one of them works. We produce more failed pilots than the French Air Force. Ha. $15 million so far developing a show called Who Knows about an investigative reporter who can't smell and has to get the story using only his eyes, ears, and other senses. You underestimated me, Congressman, because I can't smell. But you made one mistake. You let me see the documents. So from now on, no more throwing good money after bad. Only what works. Ten million, developing dad 2.0. Not on my watch. Your father may be gone, but before he died, he programmed me to take his place. No, shut it down. This is terrible. Uh, So there's a lot to unpack in there. Um, That whole idea of make 10 pilots and see what's i mean that's that's real that's oh, definitely something that yeah happens. and it's actually extremely topical now because it looks like there's a chance that the covid pandemic is going to force the networks to radically reshape it so it's interesting because a few years ago the president he well he was at the time the president of fox kevin riley like had this big like upfronts up which is the the yearly presentation where broadcasters reveal their fall schedules to advertisers to generate excitement and that sort of thing anyway mm-hmm. he made he, he made this big to do and talk about how 
you know, Fo- now with Fox, pilot season was dead. They weren't doing pilot season anymore. And he only lasted one more year and he was fired the year after that because it's like, I mean, this was a few years ago. So, so you know, several years after this episode of 30 Rock, but still like pilot season was still somehow like holding on because that like, right, that's the model. They produce X number, like basically, you know, they maybe produce 30 or 40 pilots and pick up eight to 10 of them or somewhere around there and each two season. two or three probably. So they spend... Around so much money and part of the reason you know part of the reason behind netflix is they don't really do that they basically take a pitch and either buy the pitch and it's i don't know i've heard it said that like kind of the first season for netflix is like the pilot so netflix will fund it if they like the idea see how and that that's why i think they've been canceling so many more shows after one season because they're not getting the viewership and they're not pleased with the you know what i mean so it's, it's basically like they're killing the pilots anyway um but in the last year, because of the pandemic, networks have had to radically reshape how they're ordering stuff. So a lot of networks have started ordering things, more things straight to series, and you know because they haven't had the capacity to buy lots of scripts and shoot lots of pilots because of restrictions and other reasons. Right. So it'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years if that model holds on or if they, you know, the main networks finally have to pivot to a place where they're, um, well, doing like Jack says, only only doing what works. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, I guess all the numbers are run by big corporations, but I don't think they have as much money as Netflix, so they can't just necessarily order shows a series either. Like, so it's I don't know. Yeah. It'll just be weird. It, it's just really funny that this episode like is still resonating because like that's what I don't know. Maybe more resonant than it has been in a while because just they're being forced to rethink how they do business. Right. Hmm. I just I don't see how something called who knows gets past pre-script. Like how do you shoot that? Like how do you read this and think, yes, this needs to be made because Because it's a satire. I I know. I mean, but in the world, how do you yeah. how do you get to the point where you spend fifteen million dollars on it? Like Well, I feel like CBS like procedurals in general, especially CBS procedurals have become known for it's like it's a procedural, but there's one weird quirk. Like, the person who solves the crimes is, you know, is whatever, like, ha- is is autistic or is blind or... Can see ghosts. Exactly, or... exactly. There's some twists. So, yeah, yeah so, so they went for the most ridiculous one. He can't smell, but he, but can, he can still see, solve crimes yeah. because the congressman apparently confused not being able to smell with blindness and let him see the documents. It's yeah, so silly. It's just, <laughs> how can you watch so many of those... Proceed. Uh, not you. I'm not asking you specifically. Yeah. Just like in general, because like, I mean, I mean, they well, some of them have you know through lines for like a season or something like that. But most of them are just standalone, right. like episodes where it's like. Well, that's part of it. Part of it is it's not serialized. You can drop in anytime, and, and, like okay. any Thursday or Wednesday or whatever, and pop it on, and you can follow. It's contained within yeah. one episode for the most part. I mean, people just like whodunits, and I mean the thing is for like all people make fun of like you know, NCIS and CBS procedurals, I mean, they're well produced and well done. So it's, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're, I mean, they're not like amazing, like cerebral, whatever, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, they're satisfying, right. well done shows. You don't you know? stay on the air that long for no reason. Yeah. For just, you know, being generic and being basic. But at yeah. the same time, like, I so, don't I mean, know, like, it's as a, someone who likes a through line, yeah. or at least uh, it's the same reason, like some shows I just, after a while i just kind of tap out because i'm just like what's the what's the end game here like is this building to something or is this just like random stories but then i say that but i can watch something like you know american dad like there's no real through line in those shows it really is like episode to episode there's no 
cohesiveness. Like there might be a, a random throwback to a joke or, or a small storyline that might pick back up. But like most of the episodes are just right. Have no you know connection to the last or the next. But it to me that's still entertaining. But I guess I guess it's the same mentality for CSI and Law and Order. And all that. It's like I like the characters and I like the environments and everything. So I guess. Okay, yeah. I guess I just answered my own question. But. I mean, in a way, like, that's how the networks hold on, because, I mean, if you look at, like, I mean, how often are serialized shows where you really have to watch through a season to get it? Like, Game of Thrones, like, was, a, is you know, was an exception. I mean, obviously, that was a massive, successful show, but it's, like, you don't have very many shows that pe- that lots and lots of people are watching and following. So, right. I mean, if you're a network, you know, like, the the, the, the latest success stories, all those Chicago, you know, Dick mm-hmm. Wolf and Law and his Chicago franchise, because there, there's the there's the there's fire, fire there's the, the police, there's the medical. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think they tried to do a law season, but that was canceled mm-hmm. for low ratings. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing where that's a recent, excuse me, recent success story, because it's, you know what I mean? Like, that's, a, it's a formula that's tried and true. Like, again, it's like, it's not award-winning or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's not going to be the it's best safe. television, but it's... It's not, I don't know, like, it's not stupid, you know what I mean? Like, right, no, I don't no. watch those shows, but, like, if you plunk me down and, like, made me watch an episode of NCIS, like, I could watch it and probably enjoy it, but, you know what I mean? But, like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. But no, same, Grey's same Anatomy idea. is a show that has that just have line, some, Yeah, but, that just has some through lines. But, but most of them are kind of standalone. I think they have a lot of, like, case yeah. of the week type stuff, too, so. Yeah. It's, you know, so medical shows, you know, so all those shows, I mean, not that, right, like, NCIS shows like that, I mean, it's not like there's not no through lines whatsoever. It's just, it's easy to... I mean, that's why, you know, I don't know, like all the shows like Law and & Order stuff do so well in syndication too, because mm-hmm. it's like, if you just catch it randomly on cable, I mean, you don't, I don't know, like you can still see the crime of the week or whatever. Right, and, yeah. So, right. I mean, there's a reason they work. I mean, you know, it's again, like I don't really, there's not really that many of those that I really watch just because, I mean, yeah, there's enough other stuff I watch, there's only so much time. But, uh, right, yeah. You know. I, I mean, I guess to me, it's like something like that is hundreds and hundreds of episodes. Like, would I rather watch that? To where there's seemingly no end, or just watch something that I know has some sort of storyline. I'd probably go with the storyline, but like, so for like Game of Thrones, like it was you know a story that that didn't really have any down, like no standalone episodes or anything like that. But at the same time, those seasons were, I think, like ten, mostly ten episodes. So the investment of time there is much less. But like, if it was something that spanned twenty seasons at you know 20 episodes a season that adds up really quickly like that's a lot of time to invest into something like yeah. that well, yeah well, but, i don't yeah. know how many people are binging ncis <laughs> from the beginning and all the way through i mean there probably are seasons on streaming services there probably are yeah so that's true there probably are people yeah. doing it but i don't know but it's it's getting i don't know it's the sort of thing where you could like not watch for three years or whatever and you could and pop back yeah, in and you're not going to be a miss, new actor yeah. or something you're like who's that yeah. they, both, they will tell you who it is and you'll be yeah. fine I don't know if it's like a soap opera where it's like you could stop watching for like a long time and get back in easily but I mean it's still the sort yeah. of thing where you can I, I don't know like it's just not the same if you fall There's off it's, it's not that hard you, commitment. you don't have to binge you know seasons to catch up and still be able to yeah. follow it you know but I guess the new trend right now is you want bingeable and you want something with a story. Like yeah, the big, the, the more recent success things, I guess, like Mandalorian and things like that. Yeah, like I'm that's true. And I guess you could that's argue, serialized too, right? Like that's not yeah, similar, yeah. So. Well, it depends. Like it seems like since the second, I mean, it's only been thirteen episodes mm-hmm. of the entire show, so there's not that much there. 
but a lot of people for the second season are, are, are sort of not turning on the show, but are starting to criticize it. Like this is a show where nothing happens. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you think of it as like a, cause I mean, it's essentially, it's, it's a spaghetti Western or a samurai era presentation mm-hmm. in the star wars universe mm-hmm. and if you think like there's a show that ran 10 plus years ago you did you ever hear of samurai jack like yeah oh yeah i, that, I mean but that that's what that show it, that show is what mandalorian is ah. it, it's, it's just there's a through line but most of the time each episode is just going to be like a complete standalone it's not going to push anything forward it's just a condensed contained story some of them are super good and that's what Mandalorian is like. It's not not every episode is going to be a banger. Not every episode is going to be pushing anything forward. There might be a small little bit here and there to push it forward, but I I don't know if people know that or or they're expecting too much or what. But like, I mean, I mostly read good things about it, so I don't. Yeah, I, I think about it's it. I think it's it's probably a vocal minority, but still, it's like yeah, this show well, does nothing's happening in this show, and I'm like, well, it's. It, there is. I Whenever mean, the, baby, the, the child just got a name movie. in this last episode. Ooh. That's pretty big. And they brought in someone from... An, it, it's so convoluted. They brought in someone else from another series that a lot of people hype up, a lot of people tear down, whatever, but they brought in an actual character from another established um, part of the, the Star Wars lore into the, the, the show, which mm-hmm. I think it was a one-off. I don't know if they'll return, but there's just things like that, like... Things happen, but you. Can, I mean, expecting something to happen every episode is maybe a little bit too much. But yeah, well, I mean, it's different for streaming. I mean, when I'm talking, sure. about, like I'm really talking about networks. Like, obviously, there have been a lot more serialized shows on streaming because it's easier with the binge model to mm-hmm. drop them all and have people just knock it out quickly. And then, you know, it's 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 not the same as you know, like they don't need to get all eyeballs at a certain time because they have to pay advertisers, etc. Right. So. It's, you know, obviously if you look at Netflix and Hulu, there's a lot, there's many examples of, of serialized shows that, that are successful. But I mean, even then it's, I don't know, it's interesting, like people, I you know, the, the since Netflix started being more cheer happy and canceling stuff, like I've started seeing more of the chatter like you see with the networks. Oh, everything gets canceled after a season or two. Why should I watch anything? But it's like <laughs> my, but my theory since Netflix has so much data is that they have determined that a lot of people watch stuff and forget about it. So it's like, mm-hmm. they'll watch it. If a new season pops up, they'll binge it right away, but they'll not really think about it. So mm-hmm. if a show goes away for a while, like if their show gets canceled after two seasons, like, yeah. I mean, people like us, like we pay more attention and we read more stuff on the internet. So we're paying more closely attention, but a lot of people aren't paying attention yeah. at all. Again, this is my theory. I don't, they haven't said That's anything, but it's like, so most average, you know, to aren't, they're not missing because they just like they binge right. it and a year a year later they've forgotten about it so yeah. if a new season pops up they'll watch in their you know their list they'll watch it but otherwise they've yeah. just like and honestly Netflix isn't it. super great about promoting a lot of their new stuff yeah. like I mean like you'll get an email every now and again if you're subscribed to an email or things maybe like if you follow social media but if you're not and you're literally just hopping onto Netflix like they don't really promote their stuff that well so you could like I mean there's I mean I'm pretty ignorant on some of the stuff popping up there because I'm just not paying attention. So like there's a show that I've been waiting to come back and I don't see it and it might just be like continue, like a small little continue watching banner. I'm like, I kind of forgot this thing existed. So yeah. that that's actually a pretty strong theory. And I think you're right because of the binge binge model, people just devour it right away. And a year later, a new season comes out, but no one's promoting it. No one's hyping it up or they're not paying attention. 
Yeah. How so are they, know? they might watch if it pops in their feed, but they don't miss it if, you know, the show they watched a year ago, like, just got canceled. Right. And they didn't, and if they it, didn't watch it, just, it in that, like, yeah. So I guess in the Netflix world, that first imperative, like, week. It's, th- I think, then, 30, they've said 30, yeah, the, within so the first 30 days is what they look at. If you're at. watching it three we- three months after it sort of premiered, yeah. you're not really going to help the show at that point. Yeah. It's but, like, I think they've, they've said the two big metrics they look at is viewing within 30 days and how many people, once they start, complete it within. Mm-hmm. Like seven days or fourteen days mm. or something. So, mm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was long. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, that was, was a fun conversation, though. It was important. Oh, uh, I geek out about all that behind-the-scenes business. Nothing stuff, wrong. So. Nothing wrong with that. So uh, back at Thirty Rock, uh, behind the scenes, uh, Pete is trying to control his staff, and we get our guest star in the episode, uh, Rob Riggle. Uh, he's a character actor for the most part. He's just kind of she's shown up. In a lot of different things, he's never really had like a big hit, uh, but he was he was on SNL for like a season or two. He was not on there very long, and he didn't really stand out. And then he was definitely before that he was a Daily Show correspondent for a couple of years, and then he's just sort of popped around. He's Currently, always, he's the co-host on Holy Moly. That's right, yeah. golf show. And that's probably been his breakout. Yeah. Is um, is that? But yeah, he's just like he usually plays like a very loud, overbearing kind of person. Like yeah. pretty much what he's yeah. playing in this episode. He's he's a, he's kind of all that always that character, which isn't bad. But anyway, so what's going on? Is Tracy coming back or what? Well, I don't know. Well, what do you know? What do you even do? I'm the producer of the show. Right. That's what your wife told me in the shower this morning. <laughs> All right, well, we're all having fun, and it's important that we all be able to laugh together. Uh, we're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you, you bald bitch. <laughs> yes, Reggie, I am bald. I lost my hair at a very early age when I hit that gypsy's kid with my car, but I am still your boss. Hey, bald bitch. <laughs> hey, that's you. Yeah, I get it. He's being you. Yeah, I get it, I get it. All right, do we want to talk about the Pete stuff now or talk about the... Well, I guess we should talk about the fantasy of what you... Oh, well, no, we'll talk about it again when it actually okay. happens. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there's Rob Riggle. Just, he's he's playing, again, he's playing like... I guess he's a little bit more toned down on Holy Moly from what I've seen, but like he's still like a very like loud, brash person. Yeah, for sure. But he's not, as, he's not a bully. He's not mean. Oh, no, no, no. He's just... Because it's family friendly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's still... No, he's like... Vocal. He's like... Uh, if you think of like a sports announcer, like... But... A sports announcer who's like extremely goofy and di- dialing up that goofiness by yeah. like twenty like Dick times. Uh, sort of like that, but like, but like, just like straight up, just like goofy because it's right. like a comedy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a competition, but it's like a comedy. Well, he is. I guess like, he's a comedian. So yeah. Makes sense. yeah. Yeah. But back in the writers' room, uh, Jenna has a message from a ten to all of those fives. Listen up, fives. A ten is speaking. As you may have heard, the Jenna baby dolls I've been selling on QVC have been recalled. Apparently, they were just being used to smuggle cocaine into the country from Mexico, and that's caused some problems. Let's just go to soccer practice now! I mean, right now! Yes! It's four in the morning! Let's do it! We own this town! Jenna babies were my backup if TGS gets canceled, but don't worry, because I have a backup to my backup. We don't ever worry about you. We don't think about you. That's right, Frank. I booked a movie. It's called Take My Hand. It's kind of an artsy character study about a young woman who has a lot of holes drilled into her head by a deranged veterinarian named Slaughterface. Oh, so you're doing a torture porn thing, like Saw. Exactly. In fact, the producers of this movie rented Saw and watched it. 
So, let me know if Tracy comes back. Until then, I will be in Stanford, Connecticut. We're shooting there for tax reasons. On an unrelated matter, does anyone know where I can get intimate bleaching done in Stanford, Connecticut? Anyone? I'm leaving to do a movie, Pete. What? No, you can't do that! That's what your wife told me in the shower this morning. <laughs> yeah, so Jenna's... This is her first movie gig in a while. Who knew she was so organized a backup to her backup? Know, she just got it all sorted out. And they did continue. I I thought I forgot about the Jenna babies. I forgot that they do <laughs> sort of continue. They do into uh, this. I mean, then we never see them again. But because well, well, they, they that, were, but it might come back. Um, well, they've been they've been recalled and probably right, destroyed. So right. or they're they're in lockups. Or somewhere. someone got arrested. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I guess yeah. So we should talk on the torture porn genre oh. uh, which was, I don't have much to say I don't really watch those yeah, movies no, to be um, honest uh, I haven't really watched any of them in a really long time uh, the the two the two that are sort of thrown out in this are uh, Human Centipede which by this time was just a couple of years old it had come out in 2010 uh, and then Saw the Saw franchise is obviously probably one of the biggest ones of that genre uh, have you ever seen Saw? Mm. <laughs> Seesaw. You should actually. I think you would like it. I, I, I know. It's, I don't do graphics. I know. I know. But in terms of it being like a whodunit murder mystery, it's incredibly well crafted. Like yeah. you, I don't know if anyone actually like that sees it for the very first time sees where it's coming. Like the twist that comes out of it. It is gnarly. It's bloody. So if you're not for that, I don't. Do you that. know. You, but I think you would like just the the twist of it. But if you ever get the stomach for it, I've got it. You're so gonna read the Wikipedia it. article. It's not gonna have the same impact, though. It's not the same. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that franchise has seven seven in its in its film uh, franchise. Is that the one that's James Wan? No, James Wan was the Paranormal Activities and all of those, right? Uh, there, he, there's some connection between an, a, a director that got started in Saw and eventually I think moved on to like the Fast and the Furious but it might be James Wan because he's the one that does Aquaman mm. yeah so I'm, th- I'm thinking he does the paranormal activities and yeah. the, those like spinoffs or at least as a producer on those um, but anyway like Saw was you know it sort of brought back Carrie Elways who had been forgotten since I guess like Robin Hood Men and Tights was his last big film in the nineties, but goodness. Um, I mean, yeah, that sort of that reintroduced the whole porn uh, uh, torture. torture porn. Yeah. So <laughs> genre. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just don't do yeah gory movies in general because they just make me nauseous. So, like, I mean, just to let you know my level of the, the do you remember the Paris Hilton remake of House of Wax? Yeah. So I saw that in a movie theater yes. and it was terrible. But I saw it too. But I even so, watch. I mean, compared to whatever things, like it's probably not that graphic, but it's like literally midway through the movie, there was like one scene that just like mm-hmm. I like literally had to walk out of the theater because I was like it just made me so nauseous that like I was right. like not like hyperventilating, but I just like I just right. like had to sit outside the theater like I could like was just like really dizzy for a few minutes because it was just like you know that's what I mean. A terrible so, movie to get that. Film I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So if a movie like that, which is you know yeah. what I mean, and because it just ha- it just has some like gory scenes. I mean, not even probably in the scheme of things that bad, but it's just like yeah. I it does. I just can't do it. Yeah, Saul's, it, Saul's I tried, not gonna do it for you either because like yeah, it's just like the 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 tension in that movie is so good. Like they do such a good job of like 
Will they escape? Will they make it out? Like the music, like everything about it is so good. But the problem is, it is wrapped around like really grisly things. Yeah. So it's like, it that sucks because like that's a that's a huge barrier of entry for I think maybe a lot of people. Just, but it's so well, like at least the first song is so well crafted that it's like go see it. But if you're if you're not attuned with it, no, I just can't. That's such yeah. a bummer. Well, another Man. another example you need to whatever if you want. But um, there was a there was a a Netflix original. I think it was a Netflix original. It was called Cam or something, and it was like basically about like a a, a, a cam girl who was like it's basically a cam girl, and it's like it, it's it's a horror movie. Anyway, yeah. I literally didn't make it in more ten minutes because she does her opening thing where she's like being her cam girl thing, and it's like I guess like her big stunt she does is like to pretend to commit suicide like live on whatever. So like it ends with like a stunt where she like cuts her throat, and it's like I was like I just I, I'm so fascinated with like the, like cam girl that whole like yeah. line of whatever. So I was like oh, oh a horror movie I you know whatever that sounds like it could be interesting because I realized it was gonna be graphic. So right. it's it wasn't even that graphic like it was just a stunt of her cutting her throat and. It's like i like literally like had to pause the movie like go sit on the bed and just like breathe Aww. for a few because i just like that's how like but you can do horror you just yeah no like i, I mean I, I like horror as long as it's like suspense psychological yeah. even like some like i can like do like random you know sometimes i can do some random violence like random like i don't know like people being you know if someone's being shot or like right, right. but like explicit but like just like real gory. real explicit yeah i just uh, i can't yeah. do it no the the I've, I've never gotten to the point like I mean I I grew up on the fucking internet and seen like just some of the most gnarly shit and yeah. I've gotten older like I, I'm a little bit more like oh I don't really I don't seek that stuff out but um, I mean you have you ever heard of a website called like rotten.com things like that like it was just a host site for really gruesome things like I would like as a teenage kid I was like oh let's go check out what rotten.com's like it just it would post like car crashes and like the the stuff that like you don't see like really close up visceral it was just it was mm-hmm. gross and i don't recommend anyone doing that but like that was to me edgy and interesting as, as a teenager but as an adult i'm like okay i don't want to do that anymore i don't seek that stuff out but the most gnarly thing that i've seen uh in terms of a horror movie uh is in the first hostel which is eli roth kind of i guess like his opus or whatever but there's a scene where this so the whole premise of hostel is you just like people basically pay to torture other people that's the whole thing and then uh the setup is these these tourists get kidnapped and then they are being tortured there's one scene where a guy gets his achilles tendon cut that that makes me cringe because that's fucked up but the like at the very end there's a scene where this girl is like some one of the one guy has like a just like a handheld blowtorch and it's just like holding it on her eye. I don't want it. Stop. Uh, no, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but the, to, when he rescues the girl, her eye is completely done. Like it's it's unsalvageable. But he has to cut it. Okay. Okay. I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, it's just like it's like seeing that in the theater was just like okay, that's that's too much. Like it just it it's. You've reached a level that I don't want to watch any more of this anymore. So I, I've, just, I've never really sought that stuff out since then. Because it's just like, no, it's just like gratuitous. And it's just, I don't think that's entertaining to me anymore. But, ugh. Anyway. So that's torture porn. <laughs> uh, but I would say seek out Saw if you can stomach it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's worth, a, worth a go. So... As Pete and the writers determine who's going to pick lunch uh, for the writer's room, and Pete starts his amazing arm wrestling, I guess we can call it a fantasy, um, 
or his his journey to becoming the best arm wrestler in the writers' room. And Liz and Kenneth get a break in their search for Tracy by uh, tracking down the rest the the pizza place that uh, has been delivering to Tracy in Connecticut. Jenna is starting her uh, shoot on I on um, take my take hand. my hand. Thank you. Literally, uh, yeah, and. Uh, we see the familiar director, Sean. Apparently, he's still. I didn't work. recognize him. He's doing good work. Well, he's getting more work. I don't know if it's good. studio we're shutting down production what but i turned down carousel at the good speed for this i'm sorry dana but our budget depends on getting a tax break from connecticut and they say we're not portraying the state in a positive light how are we not doing that sean i'm a little baffled over here yeah no it's it's just that we're spending taxpayer money saying there's a veterinarian running around connecticut trying to make a house out of breast for the governor to live in but there's a positive message at the end of it if you're a woman in Connecticut, Slaughterface will kill you. What's the positive message? I guess... Is Jenna a misogynist? A little bit, a little bit. I guess, like, I don't know. The workaround to me would be that before she's kidnapped and potentially murdered is you present Connecticut in all these, like, establishing shots and how pretty it is and things like that. But I don't know. Like, unless you're explicitly having the killer say, you've come to Connecticut, you're going to die. <laughs> I don't see how it's presenting it really in a bad light. Well, know? really, they could just, it, they wouldn't even have to say the location. It could That's be an true. unnamed. Uh, well, but I guess Connecticut place. wants. Oh, right. They're, right. they're providing, because they, the they want to be known that they've provided, but at the same time, you also, you're investing in a horror movie. You know what you're getting. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a silly little thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, Liz and Kenneth seem to have a break in their search for Tracy. This must be it. Yes, ma'am. There have been several deliveries to this address of Mr. Jordan's signature order. Large cheese pizza with one slice taken out so I can pretend I'm eating Pac-Man, like my hero, Blinky the Ghost. Thai food and gave you this address. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought my friend was living here. And my best friend. Oh, is this awkward because I'm your best friend, but you're not my best friend? <laughs> no, no one living here. At least not since we moved in two weeks ago. Wait a minute. Was that stuff here when you moved in? A copy of Black Yachts magazine and a Rubik's cube that has been smashed out of anger. Mr. Jordan was here! So what, Kenneth? These guys have been here for two weeks. Tracy could be anywhere. We're never gonna find him. TGS is gonna get canceled, and then what? Can I work here? I'll do anything. I'll get in my bra, and you can throw nails at me. I'll dance for you. Miss Lemon, don't panic. We have other options. For instance, Mr. Jordan, where are you? Come back! For the love of God, come back or we'll die! <laughs> that last line sounded a little improv. He just needs to say, come back or we'll die! <laughs> <laughs> Poor 
regardless, she's she's been she's down to the point where she'll just do. She's real, really worried that she has no other skills, and she'll just offer sure, herself damn. to do anything. I'll put on my bra, and you can throw nails at me. Yikes! Like, yikes! Wow. I mean, I, well, we saw she has no other talents, so that's true. And she's not even a good dancer, so oh, no, poor Liz. If only Uber had been invented, she, she could have a be car. an Uber. Well, she could buy a car and with what? Okay, no she could she, she could she have a bike. She could be a bike bike delivery bike That's delivery true. messenger person. New York has plenty of those. Hey, back then New York had plenty of them. So there we, we go. We solved, we solved it. it. Yay! We're smart. Uh, meanwhile, back at uh, Thirty Rock, Jenna is passing on the bad news about the the cancellation of the movie. But Jack learns that Cable Town is actually in charge of production and sees a way to solve it. Jack, can we talk one ten to another? I'm an eleven, but continue. Me, my ass double, and a drill that once appeared on Home Improvement are currently starring in a feature film called Take My Hand. Really? Years ago, Universal had a project by that name. It was a romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon and Patrick Dempsey. Reese Witherspoon's just a likable version of me. Then she dropped out, and it was rewritten as a buddy comedy uh, with Dempsey and Josh Hartnett. But everyone fell asleep during the table read, so we moved it over to Telemundo, where they tried to turn it into a variety show hosted by a supermodel and a soccer ball with a mustache. I met that soccer ball once at a no-hands-allowed sex party. Then after another round of rewrites, it was picked up by our low-budget thriller, high-budget porno division, Splatterflix, and now it's a horror movie starring... Any blonde actress. Thank you. Wait, that's our project? This is exactly what I was talking to Lemon about. Three years, millions on rewrites, $20,000 in first-class flights for the drill. And we still have nothing to show for it. And we never will. We just got shut down because Connecticut's being a douchebag. They won't give us a tax break unless the movie promotes tourism. Then we make the movie pro-Connecticut. We are not losing any more money on Take My Hand. Okay, we just need to hire some of those ugly people who have the paper and change the shapes on it. Writers? No, we'll do the work ourselves. Meet me in my dressing room. I'll get a computer from one of the ugly people. And I'll bring the world's greatest encyclopedia. My mind. So it's funny when the, there was the line about Walmart... Produce, like sponsoring wholesome entertainment it made me think of like well that I, comes later oh then never mind i'll talk Spoiler about it later. sorry no <laughs> we'll just cut that and we'll no, talk about I mean, it later so yeah jack's continuing his drive at making sure something's maintainable and sustainable well that's it because that's the new motto they're gonna do what works but i feel like so much but the, like this seems like it should just be a wash because like he says like it's been shopped around it's changed so much and now like why save it like, I don't know, I guess, like, you put so much money he into just it. Have a soft, he just has a soft spot for Jenna and wants her to succeed in her backup back. I don't think he cares about her at all. I think he really no. just, he doesn't want the blight on his record that he had something, another thing fail on him. So, he's stubborn, I guess. So, Pete has challenged Reggie, Rob Riggle's character, to a wrestling of arms uh, because of his newfound power uh, in arm wrestling. Uh, meanwhile, Jack and Liz try and, and as Liz is completely given up on the search for Tracy, Jack tries to inspire her to, to keep searching and not give up. Lemon, you look terrible, and I once watched you eat oysters while you had a cold. We had him, Jack, and we lost him. So Kenneth and I had to spend the rest of the afternoon trying to think like Tracy. I ended up eating a swordfish dinner at a strip club, and Kenneth grabbed a cop's gun and shot a blimp. Well, tomorrow's another day, so go home, have a glass of wine, and 
Watch a show about wedding cake disasters. I can't go home, Jack. TGS goes away if I don't find Tracy. I'm gonna wait up and hope that he calls his lizard. Did you make sure that Tracy wasn't pretending to be his own wax figure at Madame Tussauds? Yes. There was some confusion, and I ended up punching the real LeVar Burton. I'm gonna go get Jeremy. I hope he's not still in heat. He has gotten my top off before. There's a weird IMDb trivia that it makes sense, but not really. So they referenced that LeVar Burton was on Reading Rainbow and um, Donald Glover was a writer on 30 Rock and there was an episode of Community where the character that Donald Glover plays on Community gets to meet LeVar Burton. Like, it's like, that that's just a little convoluted. It shouldn't, yeah. be, it shouldn't be here. Like, it shouldn't be in the well, 30 Rock trivia. It's, ten, it's related enough, but so tangentially that, it, yeah, it's yeah, not... I feel uh, like, nah, it's not really... Yeah. Also, as you point out, a foreshadowing there where Liz says she can't go home. Yeah, if she had just listened to Jack to just go home, she might have found Tracy. Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, I read to believe that she just goes right home and immediately goes to sleep. Like, doesn't think. I mean, I guess you wouldn't I, think I mean, to check. Probably if you've, like, had a long day and you're exhausted, yeah, like, you're that's not true. thinking about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you, when we see later, I mean, the upstairs looks like it's basically just boxes and a couple random pieces of furniture. Yeah. So, it's yeah, not really. It like doesn't look, look like yeah, it doesn't look like a place that she would be going normally. Right. So. Yeah, but only if she'd listen to Jack, she would have solved it a lot sooner. And Liz still finds enough time to do a racism. <sighs> yeah. Because all black actors look alike. Look alike, I guess. Yikes. Yikes, um, Liz. But we do get some. I guess like some of the best parts of Pete's stories in this bit here with. Uh, just, as he's so excited to beat Reggie, he realizes maybe Reggie's life isn't as good, and that's why he acts out and insults Pete all the time. Oh, I cannot wait to humiliate that guy in front of all of his meathead buddies. You're like a new man, Pete. Yeah, I am. Last night I had sex with Paula, and neither of us was wearing a Walkman. Oh, yeah. Why are you picking him up now? I'm supposed to have him until the weekend. Shane wanted to come home because his dad's a loser. Did your show get canceled yet? We don't know, Stephanie. We're waiting for Tracy to Skype with Liz and Jeremy the Lizard. You're a joke. David's taking us all to Outback Steakhouse, and we're getting appetizers because David can afford them. Well, of course he can, Mr. Big Shot Pet Photographer. I hope he can sleep at night. Never thought I'd feel sorry for a guy with a tattoo of a leprechaun vomiting on a book. Poor Reggie. Poor Pete. Poor everybody. Poor Jenna, still locked up in her little tortured yeah. bird that's now an ode to Connecticut. Yeah, yeah so at the Take My Hand uh, shoot, uh, a lot of changes on the set to promote positive Connecticut. I still well, it's not really positive. It's basically it's just not, tourism signs and yeah. slogans plastered throughout like the set. This seems counterintuitive. It actually makes to it worse. Yeah, because yeah. it's like saying you, if you come to Connecticut, you will die, which is like the message they're trying not to send. Anyway, uh, but uh, Jack's now on set. Deep inside one of Connecticut's 30 beautiful state forests. 
30! Oh, please, don't kill me. I still haven't tried the famous seafood pizza at Sally's in New Haven. And cut! Oh, great, all right. Let's move on to the scene where Slaughterface centipedes Janet to the docent of the Danbury Railway Museum. Hold on, I just spoke to Walmart. They sponsor wholesome TV programming, and I've convinced them to get into the movie business. They will partially fund this project if... We make it family-friendly. I can never find stuff to watch with my kids. Thank you, Walmart. This production will be profitable. Jenna, to your dressing room, to write. It begins with the words. So it's interesting when the first thing when you talked about Walmart and sponsoring the whole time program, it made me think, because this, this was a couple years before, but I remember when NBC started doing those live musicals, like Walmart was a sponsor and like very heavily featured, because I remember watching Sound of Music was the first one, and it was like... I don't think there was product placement like in the actual show itself, but it's like the commercials were heavily themed towards it. There was lots of mentions about like, I just remember like Melissa Joan Hart was like with a family and they were, it was Walmart, they were enjoying family time, yada yada. Anyway, it just, I I guess this was far enough advanced that maybe Walmart wasn't doing that sort of thing with NBC yet, but I was curious like when it started because... You know, it just was exactly on brand with what they were doing. Yeah. So I feel like Walmart before this probably just been like mostly Hallmark or like Lifetime, like very similar. Yeah. Very specific branded uh, advertisements. I don't know. Like, I mean, Walmart though is a brand that doesn't really need to advertise. Like everyone kind of just knows what Walmart is. Well, but yeah, at the same time, like I guess maintain their attributes exactly. or whatever. But. So when you think about it, because, like, I remember, like, remember when, like, Britney Spears did, like, that whole Pepsi thing? And it's, like, you think Pepsi, everyone, you know, Pepsi's a big brand, like, who's, mm-hmm. but it's, like, when she, when, you know, when she was doing that sponsorship, I mean, their sales exploded. So it's, right. like, why would you just buy Pepsi because Britney Spears is promoting it? But, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, like, I, right, you think, like, they're a big, why, how, why does it matter? But, like, it, I mean... As it shows, sometimes like it really. No, runs. I mean it's, so, it's, 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 it's fucking stupid that it works, yeah. but it works. I, I mean, just well, it's just. I mean, I'm not. I'm not, and I've never been a big soda drinker anyway. So it's like that wouldn't have swayed me. But it's like I'm just so curious. Yeah. It's like, I mean, maybe were they doing special offers and contests or something? Maybe that was part of it. But they, I mean, like yeah, those companies do like contests and things like that. But it still is like, I mean, Lewis Black has a fantastic bit about. The, specifically the Britney Spears Pepsi video and where he where he was actually doing that stand-up special was in Atlanta and obviously Atlanta is like home of Coca-Cola mm-hmm. and he's like how many people were watching the Super Bowl and saw that ad this being Atlanta you know <laughs> home of Coke and was like you know what I'll, I've, I've never tried Pepsi let's give it a go and then he has a great bit about <laughs> he goes into a restaurant and they ask him what he wants to drink. And he goes, do you have Coke? And they go, nope, Pepsi. And he goes, fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm going to go eat the <laughs> buckets of shit. <laughs> yes, right. Buckets of shit because they serve a Coke. <laughs> just like, I mean, obviously it's making fun of the fact that people yeah. are so fickle about a fucking brand of soda. that. Well, I get it. I mean, they do taste like different. They're completely that, different. Like, but at the same time, but, like if yeah. you are so fickle that you will leave a place because they don't have your brand of soda. Yeah. Not that anyone probably does it that, that, that much or that often, but it's just like. I don't know. It just it 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 boggles my mind that companies like that are so name brand that you think of them to to name the product that you're thinking of. Like you say Coke and everyone knows you mean pop or soda. Right. You say band aid. Well, that's a regional knows. thing. I think, right, I think Coke but, is a southern thing. Well no, but I mean it's worldwide. 
It's a worldwide brand. Well, right, that's true. But like when you ask for a Coke and mean a generic soda, like that's a southern thing. I guess that's true. That's yeah, that's true. You're right. Because I mean, if you did that like elsewhere, like people would probably get what you meant. But it's not. I mean, if you right. ask for Coke, they would that's give fair. you a Coke. They wouldn't say Coke to literally mean whatever Coca-Cola. soda. Coca-Cola. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. But it's like things like that. Like things like Band-Aid. Like, yeah. It's just such a synonymous thing that it's like, why do they need to still advertise? Like they spend so much money on it that it's just like. Just to maintain their position, Yeah, exactly. I guess. Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's absurd. They just spend millions of dollars on it. Ugh. No, thank you. Well, they better. I mean, you know, who knows if they if they laid off their advertising, maybe RC Cola would <laughs> would just usurp them or whatever. I don't know. I think they own RC Cola. Oh, do they? Okay. Well, I could be wrong, right, but like, is there is there something called like Right Right Cola? I think. Well, I think that's what RC is. I think oh. RC is Right Cola. But no, Shasta. Yes. Yeah, is it is Shasta? Is that? But I think all of those still they all still come from the same source. But yeah. like, I think it's the same as like. Like we were talking earlier about the internet companies, like they diversify enough that they're all, they're right. all the same. But I don't know because like someone what else, are, who makes the doc the whatever knockoffs you get at the dollar store because those definitely do not taste like. I mean, it's I been a long know. time and I haven't really had much of them, but I remember like they remember they don't really taste anything no. at all like the brand stuff. So it's like yeah. who is making those and but they're so cheap. That's what I want to know. I mean, I'm sure I can easily find that. Than yeah, the name. Brand I could probably stuff. Google it and figure it out pretty quickly, but yeah. still, I've never cared enough about it. I guess to actually research it, but I'm yeah. so interested. I guess. I mean, obviously, someone has to. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway so while <laughs> Pete and uh, while Pete decides he's going to throw the wrestling match so he so Reggie can look like a big man in front of his kid and give him what really was he need, what he needs uh, back uh, and then Liz and Kenneth have a breakthrough uh, in their search for Tracy and Liz exactly knows where he is we cut back to Connecticut and again the shoot has changed even more uh, under the guise that Walmart is now producing it, essentially paying a lot for it. It is the most family-friendly horror it's movie. It's Christmas in Connecticut. It's it's just, There's a Muppet. There's Christmas trees everywhere. The dead body that was on the table is now gone and replaced with the Muppet. Like, it's just... It's not anywhere where... And you got to imagine as, like, the writer and the creator of this idea, like, the way they just bastardize everything. I mean, you've probably already been paid, so you don't really matter too I much. I mean, if I was writing a Saw knockoff, I just, just want to get paid. That's true. I'm not, so I'm not exactly looking for creative glory with that concept. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Merry Christmas! I practice abstinence. Connecticut! Connecticut. And cut! We're not done yet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Phil Rosenthal, the creator of the acclaimed show Everybody Loves Raymond. Last great sitcom, still does a 3-4 share in syndication. I did okay. I have a refrigerator that's just for soda. Uh, Anyway, Phil is interested in getting into acting. I got the bug. And has offered to pay us $5 million to be in the movie. I'll rewrite the part myself. You know what? Why don't we just get one as written, and then we'll play with it. You are a guest here, Phil. Hello, Phil. Oh, I never heard back about my audition for Everybody Loves Raymond. I wondered if you'd made a decision. Uh, Yeah, 15 years ago. We went with Doris Roberts. But thank you for tying your headshot around a brick and throwing it through my window. I love that. Uh, I'm still waiting for you to get back to me. It's like, (laughs) the show has been over for 20 years, Jenna. What are you doing? Uh, They might revive (laughs) it. You never know. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know anyone that watched that show. I mean, I know it was a it was a big tentpole for CBS. Oh, my family so, watched it. Oh, I'm sure you guys did. Oh dear. I mean, I guess I watch. It's one of those shows that, like my parents would like watch in the evening. Right. So like I would like sometimes like yeah. if it was on like and I was there like I might watch it. But I mean, I I do remember like it would run on syndication every now and again. I might like while at work or something, it might be on TV, and I just kind of like fall into it. But like I couldn't really tell you anything about it. Um, usually it seemed like the premise is just something goes wrong during the day and they have to they just basically stay in the living room or the kitchen to figure sounds out like a sitcom yeah, so like most family sitcoms I guess yeah <laughs> but I mean does Phil write in that it's the last great sitcom like uh, has anything come beyond that I guess it must have ended after Friend and Seinfeld I mean yeah it was definitely post that I mean I guess this would have okay so I think now you would say Modern Family and Big Bang, especially Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. Big, big, the big like Modern Family is super successful. Big Bang Theory is probably what you would call the last. Now, now what you would call the last great sitcom. Um, you know, I don't know if there's anything that's really stepped in to replace it because I mean, there are there are shows like you know this point that like Goldbergs or Connors or Superstore that have been running for quite a few seasons, but they're not like like Connors started out strong when it was Roseanne, but it's kind of like sunk back to being like. Just like a like a well rated but like a well rated normal show like mm-hmm. it's not like doing outstanding numbers like yeah, I, don't I don't think see that much I don't think more. there's a there's really a huge rated like you know like in Young Sheldon stuff like that like they're doing good like well I guess but they're not really just the big hits yeah. like there isn't really a big sitcom on right now I would say I don't no. I don't think unless I'm really forgetting something but I can't think of it I really can't think of anything Mom. Like it, Alice and Janney, that's but, another one that like it does fine it but does it's fine. not like it does well to be renewed every year but yeah. it's not well, like what's a, her name uh, the not not uh, Alice and Janney but the other mom the, the character Anna Paris, Anna Paris. Anna she's Paris. leaving the show yeah she'll be yeah. so I mean I mean and it's been on for a good six se- or seven I, I think it, I think it's seven seasons so wrapped up. it's not gonna have that much it's probably not gonna be on for that no. that much longer anyway no. and it's like yeah because I mean all the if you think of the new shows that have launched like there's not really what does NBC have? Oh, NBC. I mean, NBC is down to Superstore. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nine Nine is not even like they. NBC released their like I think spring schedule, and Brooklyn Nine Nine wasn't on it. So well, I think that got held back because they want to rewrite it because of all the oh Black Lives Matter, yeah, that makes CAB sense. stuff. But, uh, but it's like yeah, Superstore. There's a sh- I think there's a well, Zoe's Infinite playlist seemed like it did pretty well enough. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's that, that got renewed, but it's not. Like yeah. I said, it's a yeah. um, But it's not. But I mean, it did fine, but it yeah. wasn't like a big breakout hit or anything no. i mean i i, I th- there is another show i think paired with super short but i can't think of what it is right now mm-hmm. um it might be a new one anyway but like cbs is like still launching like they have a show like called the neighborhood which does like that's their most recent probably hit but it like again it's like it gets oh, good enough ratings but it's not like it's not like really a big show so yeah yeah like i just don't and think they lost their and they lost their big right because big Bang this theory this season right oh um, sorry i mean superstore lost oh america fair right yeah, superstore which yeah, yeah. that usually bodes not good for a show when like and not to say she was the you know the glue that held everyone together but when you lose like sort of your main i mean especially akin to steve carell leaving the office right like it might it might have a few more seasons yeah i mean well the concept is that because they're working in a store like it's easy enough to That's i true. mean you you can you can make that concept go on forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could just rotate it's the cast because yeah. it's just always yeah. set in a in a. But they but they have their core story. cast and they lost one yeah. of the main core members. Um, so I don't know if they'll 
be able to really sustain it for much longer. I mean, they're getting good material out of out of the pandemic. Yeah. Like it's honestly like of the shows I'm watching right now, it's probably the best at addressing and making storylines yeah. out of excuse me, out of COVID. I need so. to get caught up. I I think I ended I think when I last when I got all caught up, I think it was the end of season four. So there, season six is running now. So season five so. should be available. Yeah, I think it's all on Hulu. Yeah, it's all. I think yeah, it's all on Hulu. I just need to. That Shit's Creek. There's just so much that I just need. To, and Shit's Creek ended, so I, yes. I have no reason not to get caught up on that. Yeah. Oh right. That's so. That's. I mean, I would say like that is probably the after Big Bang Theory. That was the last great sitcom, and that that was only because of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like on pop TV or whatever, it never really got great. Like it got great ratings for pop TV, but like in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, it wasn't great right. ratings. Like on Netflix, though. Like it, I mean, I'm sure the numbers were huge. So yeah. that's probably now the last. And and all those big sitcoms this last yeah. season yeah. obviously are going to help a lot. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, we're coming up on the finale here. Uh, do we have we talked about the Pete fantasy just yet? Because we so again we're cutting stuff for time, uh, and in the scene just before what we're about to play, uh, Pete decided to let Reggie win. He has his his big satisfying finale, and, and it then goes it cuts to. The Seemingly, it cuts to where the where it all began with Pete, where he and Frank are wrestling or arm wrestling over who's deciding lunch for uh, the writers' room, and Frank says we're ordering IKEA. Now, my theory is that so Pete's storyline never happened. What's your theory? Right, so that that's one way you can play it that like he never won that thing or whatever, and it, it's all just him imagining it. So the way I thought about it, that you could potentially have as an alternate scenario is it all happened even up through where he actually breast arm wrestles reggie and loses and it's like he felt so good that moment that he's reliving that glory so you know what i mean so what as he's arm wrestling like so this is the next day so like he won that initial battle with frank to pick hooters for lunch or whatever so now he's having another arm wrestling with frank to pick for that day because it's the next day or days later or whatever and it's like he's just so in the moment thinking about he felt like such a good person because he let Reggie win that he's just flashing back to that so as he's doing arm wrestling with Frank he's like fantasizing about how good it felt to lose to Reggie so he's you know what I mean so Frank wins because he's thinking about him he's in the fantasy he's Reggie so the fantasy there is he's just he felt so good in that moment that he wanted Mm -hmm. to relive it so I I mean I think yours is probably more plausible maybe even what it is but I was just thinking about that and it was like you know I I wonder because you could kind of I don't know like I think I don't know I think I think it's plausible enough where that could be what's actually has happened but yeah I think not to insult the writers at 30 Rock but I think that I think it's more just it was a fantasy I mean that fits his character more because that goes along with sad sack peak who can't even win an arm wrestling match I guess the best he can do is just dream that he's won it because and I think it's because if Frank had said something like today we get Ikea makes it seem like it's something in the future Mm. but the fact that it's still we're getting Ikea because that's what he wanted from the beginning then it's more just yeah it was a fantasy all along but I mean it brings Mm. in a whole bunch of questions of like so in the time that passed where they saw Reggie in the wrestling, like in getting yelled at by his ex-wife and things like that. Did that, that was all that part of Pete's mind. And like, just, ugh, it's, it just brings in too many questions. It's not worth answering or, or, yeah. or asking. So I think we'll go with the fantasy, but at the same time, I think that's also a good theory. In our final scene, uh, Liz, uh, Liz knows exactly where Tracy is and goes to confront him. Fine, don't offer your guest anything. 
thought we had him. Are you kidding me? You have been hiding in my apartment for the last two weeks? What are you mad about? I'm waving the $60,000 you owe me in appearance fees. Did you really think I wouldn't recognize my college futon with its trademark absence of sex stains? This is the stupidest idea you've ever had. Really? Think about it. TGS is your whole life. So where's the last place you would be if you were out trying to save your show? Home. Life lesson from an unlikely source. The only thing I do here is sleep. I know. I've seen you do it. You're having a dream. Is this your only mustard? Huh? Well, yeah. You're the one who wrote every kind of mustard on my shopping list. And yet you still don't have the one I'm thinking of. It's red. It says ketchup on it. Oh, I hear it. That's on me. Look, Tracy, I don't know why you're going crazy, but I want to help. Just come back to TGS. You don't think I want to, LL? Then why are you hiding? Oh, no. Did you also spill ice cream on your mom's boyfriend's record player? As a time saver, I will refer to the two of you as Clement. I wanted that next level, Clement. Now remember, to save time, you two are Clement. It's a combination of... Just keep going. I had everything I dreamed of. Awards, respect, Justin Long's autograph. But I also got expectations. People thought I could change the world, and it's too much pressure. Like the time I got stuck in Temple Grandin's hugger machine at the Golden Globes party. You pretended to be in Africa so that no one would be disappointed in you. I'm sorry I did this to you, Harper Clement. I had no choice. Sean Penn wanted me to go to Haiti with him, and I'm not strong enough for the pain and the human misery of a three-hour plane ride with Sean Penn. I'm tired of hiding. I just want my old life back. Then you need to get people to stop respecting you and start remembering what an idiot you are. You're off the leash, Tracy. It's not a leash. It's a very long skin tag. You want your old life back? You're Tracy Jordan. Hulk Hogan called you a dirtbag. The NAACP once hired someone to kill you. You wore a penis hat to Princess Diana's funeral. Because I had worn it to their wedding. It was special to the three of us. You were the worst, and you can be again. You just have to go out there and remind people who you really are. Go trash a hotel room, expose yourself to Elmo, visit OJ in jail again, attack the Lincoln Memorial with a hammer. I have to burn all my goodwill. Then they won't expect anything from me. And you can go back to your old life and TGS. Tracy Jordan is off the leash! Godspeed, Mr. Jordan. Does he still have the, the Tangiers tattoo? I thought that was on the front. Oh, I don't know. There's so, he's got a tattoo like right on his back. It's kind of hard to see. Oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, that's the Tangiers tattoo, but I thought it was on... No, he did get it on the back. He She originally wanted it on the front. But no, oh, that's good continuity. Good job, guys. Ah, there's a lot in there. Oh my huh? god, that mustard ketchup joke is so stupid and so hilarious. I love it so much. So good. That and the Princess Diana penis hat. Yeah. It's so it's I wore so it to dumb. their wedding, it was too. special to us. To the three of us. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, so this always, and it, it always blows my mind. Do you know how old Justin Long is? 46. 42. Oh, I just guessed something really old because you made it sound right. like it was no, going to be I mean, older than I thought. But he just has like that permanent... Not that 46 is really old, but anyway. But, I mean, for you look at him and you think like, oh, he's maybe 30s. Yeah. Because, I mean, he played like the young adult for like a decade and a half. So, it's like, 
turn to turn to learn that he's probably mid forties. It's just like, what are you doing, Justin Long? But hey, good aging, as we all do. But yay, Tracy's back and everything's. TGS is saved. But my thing is like so. The whole reason he went to be getting an EGOT and getting all these awards was because he wanted to stop being seen as a buffoon, right? But now that he has all the prestige, he's too much. It, he says it's too much pressure to continue doing goodwill, so I want to go back to being a buffoon. The grass is greener. I guess I don't know. Just kind of, it's kind of a weird bow to put on the end of that whole storyline. I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, Tracy sense. just has his personality is, and he had his, like, inspiration where he wanted to be serious and whatever, and he got there, and then he realized it just, he preferred his old life right. better. It'd, so. it'd be too much to, yeah. to keep this up. I think it works. Well, that's fair. All right. You go, Tracy. So Tracy's back, and we're, we're heading into the finale of the season, as well as uh, next week's episode is the big two-part uh, 100th episode. They yeah, got syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get that syndication money. Um, which they're syndicated on Comedy Central now. I don't um, know where they, I don't they were syndicated beforehand. But um, anyway, yeah. So uh, next week's episode is all about the sort of that and like a lot of meta jokes and inside jokes about the history of TGS and 30 Rock. But uh, final thoughts on I Heart Connecticut before we say I do. I heart Massachusetts more. That's sad. Massachusetts. No, sucks. I don't really have much opinion. Actually, I got Massachusetts. Boston is a great city. It's You've fun. never been. Of course, I have. You liar. How would I make that up? That makes because no sense. you're trying to defend your stance on Massachusetts. Oh. I okay. I've only been to Boston, literally like the very small part of Boston that's like where a convention was held. Oh. So I don't know. We need to really go. We need to do a trip there. Yeah, we could do that. But yeah. So I'm aware of what Boston is, and I think it's a fine I'm aware area. of what Boston is. It's a fine area that the small, literal, very small part of the area that I was in. So, good times. Lovely. Good times. Anyway, uh, no, I like this episode. It was funny. That was profound. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No um, one can follow. Wrap it yeah. up. I think my favorite part was, was, was the Jenna movie parody. Yeah. And that it just kept escalating. Yeah, where like no one was saying no to anything. Yeah. Everything's allowed. We have to place all the products. Yeah, all the products are fine. We've completely bastardized whatever this was going to be. But, you know, hey, it's going to run on probably Hallmark Channel now. So Yay. thanks, Walmart. And thanks, Phil Rosenthal. Yeah. Like, could you imagine someone doing that? Just saying, I will pay you $5 million to put me in your movie. And if, you're say, a, okay. if you're a producer, director with lots of money and... You, you just have that dream of being the but one. But is he a household camera. name that it's going to bring anybody in? Like, do, if, does nope. anyone know who Phil But if, you, if someone's is? willing to pay you $5 million to be in your TV show or movie. You're probably not going to say no. You're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Unless you're like, I don't know, Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg, you're probably not going to say no. That's true. I'm and sure even then, who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the studio would still be like, no, you got you to gotta do it. Yikes. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a solid episode. I just, again, I... I Forget about the Pete storyline and the Jenna storyline because I think the Tracy storyline is so important to the the overall story of Thirty Rock that it's easy to forget them. But I'm glad they're there. I think they're both um, good enough for the definitely for Jenna for her to get some more work outside of TGS, but also like Pete to get a little bit more character development, even though it still results in him being the sad sack that he always is. Poor Pete. Poor Pete. Um, he tries so hard. 
Does he though? Well, he tries hard. I'd say he tries very well. Um, uh, so our credit scene, our outro credit scene is a very weird, I assume interstitial that's in the movie. I don't know, but it's Phil Rosenthal doing a rap. And then there's this splash that comes up that says to vote for Phil text, you know, cause that was a very popular thing. And I guess it is on, on like American Idol and all those, uh, contestant shows. Um, you know, you vote for your favorite person, but it's like in the middle of a movie. It seems a little counter. I mean, people they're, still they're, they're taking all the product placement and whatever. Who knows? So who yeah. knows? But anyway, Jack the, defends it because it just it's still going to make them money. So we we don't question it. We just do it, kind of thing. Uh, but other than that, yeah. We any other thoughts on I Heart Connecticut? Let's hop Let's out. Hop out. All right. So next week uh, we will cover the two parts of episode one hundred. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a long one because it's a two-part episode. Uh, but yeah, basically, TGS is canceled. Uh, but Jack uh, convinces Hank to let them do one more show to try and save themselves. So it's a mad dash romp comedy to save TGS. Romp comedy. That's a phrase. Rompcom. Romp com. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Anyway, as always, if you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's got to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week in episode 100. David, take us out. See you next time. I'm the hero cop, and I'm here to say, don't do drugs is what I'm here to say. I can't believe that amazing rap is available now on iTunes. Are you kidding? No one's going to pay to see that. It doesn't matter. It's already profitable. It works, Lemon. To vote for Phil Rosenthal, text Phil to 62288. Vote for what? Isn't this supposed to be a movie? Again, it doesn't matter. People will just do it and we get 99 cents a text. Well, I'm not letting Rosenthal win. I am voting for the Muppet. To vote for Liz Lemon, text Liz to 62288. You're the one who wrote every kind of mustard on my shopping list. And yet you still don't have the one I'm thinking of. It's red. It says ketchup on it. Oh, I hear it. That's on me.